Are you ready to real estate? From new insights on the GTA housing market and beyond to timely industry issues, we'll delve into trending topics and kickstart compelling conversations with changemakers, trailblazers, and thought leaders in this podcast, brought to you by Treb. It's time to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ready to Real Estate podcast. I'm Jason Mercer, your host and Treb's Chief Market Analyst. Today, I'm covering two aspects of the GTA real estate market, resale homes and new homes with Ray Wong, the VP of Data Operations of Altus Group, and Sean Simpson, the Senior Vice President of Ipsos Public Affairs. In February, Treb released its much-anticipated 2024 Market Outlook and Year-in-Review Report. This is your go-to resource for understanding what's next for the housing market. Two months into 2024, and we're starting to see more buyers entering the market. And we know this because we saw an increase in sales in January when compared to last year. Once the Bank of Canada actually starts cutting its policy rate, likely in the second half of 2024, we can expect home sales to pick up even further. In fact, we're forecasting GTA home sales to reach 77,000 in 2024, marking a substantial improvement compared to 2023. Treb expects the average selling price to move closer to $1.17 million this year, the second highest mark on record, but still below the Q1 2022 peak. Looking back to 2023, some buyers moved to the sidelines. Ray, with Altus Group, says that's because of high interest rates. New home sales, about 25000 and dropping to about 13000 in in uh, 2023, and that's a drop of 50%. Right. So again, you know, the interest rates do do play a big role into it, but it's also the mindset of the of the purchasers in the marketplace of whether or not to wait until rates fall or to get in before anybody else gets into the market. It's no question that high borrowing costs took a toll on affordability in both the resale market and the new homes market. But the key difference between purchasing a new home and a resale home is timing, where there can be a substantial construction period for a new home before you get the keys and call it your own. We look at the resale market as the, the, the leading indicator and with new homes, it shows a little bit of um, sort of confidence to, to a certain degree with, it, with the resale, you sort of know what you're getting. And with and with um, with new homes, the, 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 there's the element of uh, construction costs, labor costs, timing, approvals, which can impact the price, uh, can impact the, the pricing, or or for it to either break even or succeed or fail. Right. So there's a little bit more sort of nuances with um, some of the risks are with new homes compared to the resale market. And that brings me to my first question about our most recent Ipsos consumer polling. Who is looking to buy a home this year? When we look at the resale market specifically, our annual polling with Ipsos revealed the likelihood of buyers for 2024 is keeping steady. The share of likely home buyers was at 28%, which is the same when compared to last year. Sean from Ipsos said it all comes down to affordability. Yeah, in the GTA, we have generally close to three in 10 who say that they're at least considering the purchase of a home, at least somewhat likely. And that is consistent year over year because 
there's always going to be people in the normal course of life who need to move or want to move, et cetera, et cetera. What changes, though, is the external contextual situation, affordability, supply, uh, interest rates, et cetera. And so as a result of that, the proportion who say that they're very likely to purchase a home can ebb and flow. And what we're seeing here is um, that only 9% of residents of the area, uh, the region, say that they're very likely to purchase a home. That's down two points and actually the lowest that we've, that we've seen it. And that really um, uh, is the outcome of the affordability crisis. If it's not affordable, people can't and won't uh, buy a home. Uh, and so if we want to see an uptick uh, in those proportions, then we need to uh, address affordability by building supply, by uh, when interest rates come down, I'm sure we'll start to see that tick up. But no matter what you're in the market for, resale or new homes, you're faced with a lack of supply. And we're seeing listings intentions decline. In our Ipsos polling, we found out that the percentage of intending sellers for 2024 dropped by four percentage points when compared to last year. The supply side of the equation has has two main components. One is new build and one is resale. New build, we talk about a lot. There just isn't enough happening and we need to do everything we can to expedite that. On the resale front, though, we are seeing uh, some, some tightening. Uh, in fact, uh, only 14% of homeowners uh, in the uh, in the GTA, the Greater uh, Golden Horseshoe, uh, say that they're very likely to list their home. Uh, now it's significantly higher in the 416 in Toronto proper. You know this makes sense. It could be condo owners who are maybe looking to climb the the, the property ladder, uh, move to a different area of the city, whatever, uh, what have you. Um, but in the 905 in the areas surrounding the city, it drops to just eight percent who are very likely. This is concerning because we don't have enough supply in our region to keep up with the demand, and the clear solution is to build more homes. A serious housing supply shortage is facing the GTA, and we can't afford to go backwards. Toronto and the surrounding region has a bright future ahead of it, and our population is growing. So we need to ensure home construction is increasing, not decreasing. A lot of the cancellations or the, the challenges were um delays really started in 2022. And in 2023, we've only seen about three projects were actually canceled. But there was also a number of projects that were sort of uh, shelved or delayed in the, the release or pulled back. Right. So right now with this sort of, we're, we're in this, I think it's a bit of a transition period that people are waiting for. Back in November, um, I think there was a little bit more optimism that the thought was interest rates would start falling by March, April, and definitely that's not ha happening. So, so what some of the developers have done, they pulled back launches scheduled to be in January, February to sort of perhaps the spring. If you're looking to buy a home in the next year, you'll be up against tighter market conditions. So what does this mean? Well. You can expect more competition between buyers, which will exert upward pressure on selling prices. Now may not be the optimal time to cash out on, on, on your investment. But the other thing is we know that most people who sell their home are going to buy another one. They, they're just moving home. They're not exiting the market. Right. And you know what we hear from these people is, where am I going to go? 
right? If there's no supply, then why would they move from a place that they like to go to another place that doesn't exist? Um, and so that's why I think we're going to see some continued tightening, particularly in the 905, uh, on resale listings. On a positive note, we are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the diversity of homes in our marketplace, which is especially important for first-time buyers. Increasing the supply of missing middle housing is something Trab has long called for. Missy Middle is all about bridging the gap between condos and traditional single-family homes, which will help solve this housing crisis in our region over the long term. Well, we're definitely seeing a little bit more increase in medium density, so your stock townhouse, your townhouse. Uh, um, and again, it's, it's a bit of an alternative. Even though you're not getting one or two floors, you're getting two, two or three floors, so it's definitely more targeted with with a younger cohort uh, to be able to um, to hit all those stairs. Uh, um, and it's they're trying to do a, a mix of balance. They're looking at the cost, the increased densities, the, the greater efficiencies to build sort of townhouses versus single, single detached. And as well as they're also looking at um, you know, that community part um, with creating that sense of community within in a tighter area. And municipalities have definitely, and, and the province and the feds have sort of encouraged a little bit more. Policymakers need to focus on reaching the targets set for building homes across the Greater Golden Horseshoe. It's clear that our regions will only see sustained relief on the affordability front once we remove the roadblocks standing in the way of actually getting shovels in the ground. Policymakers cannot lose sight of planning ahead and avoid applying band-aid solutions that often result in larger issues than the problems they're attempting to solve. But at least all levels of government are starting to hear our calls to build more homes. I think governments are, are, are um, not just hearing the message now, they recognize that there's an imperative to do something about it uh, because the situation will only get worse if if they don't. So we're starting to see some action. We're starting to see some concrete policy, some policy decisions that will hopefully um, bring more supply on quickly because we, we seem to need it. Even if more supply enters our market, ultimately, when a buyer chooses to purchase a home, the area has a lot to do with it. Buyers often ask themselves before they purchase a home, is it near a reliable transit line or their place of work or even a childcare center? Ray says that some areas in the GTA are more favorable because of their location and affordability. We look at the activity from last year. We saw good activity in York Region as well as Durham, especially Markham and Pickering. So it's, it's a nice balance with, yeah, you, you have it, you're, you're sort of, a little bit away from the urban area, but you still are sort of close based on proximity to highways and potential commuting, right? So I think that's going to continue with respect to uh, people looking for sort of options, uh, especially when you look at the value or the cost comparisons for resale in the uh, city of Toronto proper compared to the, the neighboring region. So I think we're still going to see a little bit more demand and it's, I think it's going it's, it's going to go further out uh, especially to north of GTA and west and east and a lot of it is that people want that building to to have a little bit more uh, space with um, growing families but what's one thing that remains top of mind for home buyers no matter if it's a new home or a resale home the cost this is critical 
We are at risk of losing a talented workforce if they can't afford a place to call home. And even worse, housing affordability is having a negative impact on the well-being of residents. Our market outlook and year in review report features a first-of-its-kind research undertaken by CanSIA that uncovers exactly this. We learned that households spending more than 50% of their income on housing experienced a lower well-being score compared to some of the most significant health challenges faced by a society, including cancer. And it's not surprising that Sean from Ipsos agrees. It's not just uh, high borrowing costs, but high rental rates uh, as well. And as a result, housing is actually the number two most important issue on the minds of Canadians. And you can imagine how that over-indexes here in the GTA and places like Vancouver, where housing is more expensive than it is elsewhere in, in the country. Um, to be only two points below health care is, is remarkable. And, and if something isn't done about housing affordability, I can see a situation where it overtakes health care, which would be extraordinary because health care is almost always the number one issue uh, in in Canada. Not far behind housing are other pocketbook affordability related issues. We simply cannot overstate the degree to which Canadians are concerned about uh, housing, about being able to afford a place to live and everything that comes with it. Well, the topic we've all been waiting to hear about is interest rates. Where are they headed? Many respondents to the Ipsos survey who said they are unlikely to purchase a home in 2024 suggested that mortgage rates need to decline before they consider entering the market. Fortunately, for these individuals, borrowing costs are expected to recede this year and through 2025. I think that activity will pick up this year. And for people sort of anticipating um, um, interest rate decreases, and again, I don't think they're going to be that overly significant until we get into 2025. But I think with the number of incentives um, that developers are offering, and again, it's also the pick that some of these these units are won't be available perhaps in six or nine months. So you, if you have a preference, you, you might want to take that, that, um, that, that you might want to go now instead of waiting because you're not going to get your ideal model or ideal suite. But I think it's going to start picking up as people get a little bit more confident with regards to perhaps the recovery in the marketplace and the interest rates. The importance of borrowing costs to housing market conditions cannot be stressed enough. Lower rates will reduce the possibility of payment shock and default for those households renewing ultra-low rate mortgages in 2025 and 2026. And lower rates will also prompt would-be home buyers who have been sidelined over the last two years to start moving back into the market, or in other words, what Sean calls the wait-and-see approach. And I think one of the key takeaways here from our discussion, Jason, is that you know, to, to, to predict what's going to happen in 2024 is a bit of a misnomer because it's likely going to be sort of two separate markets. One that, you know, takes us through, you know, the end of the spring where interest rates haven't really moved yet. And as a result, people are uh, taking a wait and see approach. And then later in the year when interest rates are likely are likelier to start coming down and people starting to seize that opportunity to uh, move if they've been waiting on the sidelines for the last little while. Housing unaffordability is a growing issue in the GTA and policymakers need to reduce red tape and get more shovels in the ground faster before it's too late. I know you're all looking to hear more market insights. Head to treb.ca 
for TREB's 2024 Market Outlook and Year in Review and explore the report and digital digest to understand what's next for new homes and resale markets. That's it for now. Don't miss the next Ready to Real Estate episode. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B dot C-A to find GTA market insights and more.